by Passion Church, the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. Well, Happy New Year, Passion Church. Happy New Year to this faithful bunch who got out in this weather today. God bless you. May God bless you for your faithfulness. So many, so so faithful to this church, not to this church, but to the to the Lord of this church, to each other. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I think that's going to be a, a big key to our 2022. How our lives are going to be fruitful, and our lives are going to count and make such a difference in our community and around this nation as we love one another and we love our God together this year. Amen. How many enjoyed uh, Brother Joe Madison's message last week? Wonderful message about being thirsty for God. Thank you for that, brother. Thank you for hearing the Lord from the Lord and and sharing that. That's what we're called to do, right? We're called to hear from God and then share it with somebody else. Brother here wrote me a a note on my sermon the other day, and it was just full of insight and wisdom that he he received and, and thoughts that God gave him. He shared it with me, and that's how we encourage one another. And I told him, hey, that's a sermon, brother. That'll preach. Maybe you need to be a preacher, <laughs> you know. So uh, because we're all preachers of the gospel. We all have a responsibility to the gospel. And I'm just, I mean, I ain't even got into my message yet, but I'm telling you how to have a good 2022. Maybe you came today. You said, I got to get through that sleet and that snow. I got to get there because I know God's going to have a word for me. He's going to tell me how to have a better 2022 than I had 2021. And I understand, I understand many people are hurting from 2021. Uh, Let's just be honest, it was another tough year. Uh, We look around at people losing loved ones, uh, financial situations, this constant uh, COVID this, COVID that, the lines everywhere. Uh, Sometimes it just don't seem like we're going to go back to normal. But you know what? Whether we go back to normal or not, our normal is within. Know you not that the kingdom of God is within you? That's our normal. What the world does doesn't matter about our normal. Our normal is a higher plane than this world will ever see. I know in whom I have believed. What about you? I know my Redeemer lives. What about you? I know that I will have a home in heaven when I go. And I know that I will have rewards for the faithfulness that I show while I'm in this body. What about you? I know you believe that. I know you believe that, and that's why you're here today. Just look at somebody next to you. Say, you faithful thing, you. (laughs) So you want some wisdom about 2022? Or you already got it figured out? Well, I'm going to share with you what the Lord shared with me, what he wanted you to hear, I believe, with all my heart, through prayer. But first, I'm going to tell you a story about some wise guys, because today's message is entitled, Wise Guys 2022. There was a guy named 
male choir. He had a buddy named Caspar, and there was another guy named Baltazar, Baltazar, and then there was Rusty. <laughs> Needless to say, this is one of my stories, and it ain't true, but bear with me. You see, male choir stumbled upon this opportunity of a lifetime. I mean, he found something that was like rocked his world, and what did he do? He couldn't wait to go tell his buddies. Isn't that what you do? Isn't that what you're supposed to do when you got good news? You go share with your buddies so that they can enjoy it too? Well, he told them the good news. He told them this opportunity of a lifetime. And he said, you know what? I know my wife is five months pregnant, but I'm saddling my camel and I'm going to find this opportunity. I'm going, I'm going to chase after this good thing I have found. Well, Caspar says, man, it's a bad time for me to leave. I'm really broke right now. But I tell you what, I'll sell my telescope. And I'll make this journey with you. He said, I'll go. Say, I'll go. <laughs> well, oh, Baltazar, he said, man, I just started a new job. It took me th six weeks to get this new job, and I'm going to get fired if I leave. But you know what? I'll go. Say, I'll go. And Rusty, well, he says, can y'all keep it down? I'm on the phone about my new extended camel warranty. Now, what was that? Oh, man, I ain't got time for that. Rusty said, I'll not go. Don't be a Rusty. <laughs> Today's message is don't, not, don't be a Rusty. That's what I should have called it. Because not everybody is a wise guy. Now, you may remember those names because in the church tradition, that's the three names they gave to the wise men. No, were there really three wise men? It's probably more. We don't know. And we don't really know their names, but the church tradition has their names. It's Melchior, Caspar, and Baltazar. But don't be a rusty. Why do we put important things on hold? Because these guys were... If you think about it, in real life, those wise men had obligations. They were probably teachers at the university. They had car payment, camel payments. You know, they had issues too. Their life was just as complicated in their own way as ours are. But they put down everything, and they followed the opportunity that God put in front of them. Why do we put important things on hold? Because we find something more important. That's what I'm trying to always get to you that there's something more important than your day-to-day -day routine. Something that you always have to be abreast of. Jesus said it like this in Matthew 13, 46, talking about a man. He said, when he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and he bought it. He said, man, I found something bigger than all the rest of this and I'm going whole hog. Whatever it takes, wherever it breaks, I'm going. Say, I'm going. I found Jesus, and I'm going with him. So let's examine the true story of the wise men. If you'll turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 2. I'm going to read from verse 2 to verse, or verse 1 to verse 12 of Matthew chapter 2. 
Everybody there? It says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from the eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is this newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. Well, King Herod was deeply distressed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. And he called a meeting of the leading priests and the teachers of religious law, and he asked, Where's this Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem of Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And then they quoted a scripture to him. They said, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you who will shepherd my people Israel. And then Herod called for a private meeting with these wise men. And he learned from them the same time that the star had first appeared. And then he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for this child. And when you find him, Come back to me and tell me so I can go and worship him too. You know, you can't trust everybody what they say. And after this interview, the wise men went their way. And they had, hold on, and the star, there we go, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. And it went over ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house, and they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. And Then they opened their treasure chest, and gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And when it came time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route. For God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. I thought I'd examine this story this morning and point out a few things that I thought might help us become wise men in 2022. Things that we can learn from the Word of God and from these men of God who pursued and worshipped Jesus and gave him gifts. Four little short points I'm going to make today. You say, sure, Pastor. You believed everything until I got to that word short, didn't you? <laughs> Number one, the wise men are sensitive to God and they follow the light that he gives. Let me say that again. Because that's how we're supposed to live. He's always talking, Jesus is always talking about he who has ears to hear. Do you have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord would say to you? Are you listening for the voice of God? When he gives light, are you following it? Has the light dawned in your heart that Jesus is who we should pursue? Well, I'm sure everybody in here would say, oh, yes, Pastor. Probably everybody on the, that was taking time to watch the live stream or watch this video later would say, well, yeah, I'm following Jesus. <laughs> but is he the pearl of a great price in your life? Is he the thing, the one that you're willing to give up everything for? It's easy to say, oh, yes. You may have agreed with everything I said on the platform, but when it comes down to it, are you willing to sell everything? Take up your cross and follow him. Or how far has Jesus slipped down on your list of priorities? 
I mean, if we got our list out, what's the most important? Well, my family's falling apart. That's most important. My job or this or... And sometimes it gets all the way down to my gym membership, you know. What, what, what things are on our list of priorities? They keep slipping up, you know. I, I mean for Jesus to be at the top of my list of priorities, but he keeps slipping down the list. And sometimes it, we go for a period of time, we forget Jesus is even in our lives. We're not listening for his voice. We're not looking for his light. And we're certainly not pursuing him at our own expense. What is worship, really? It says the wise men worshipped him. You think they brought a band with them? Is worship just what we do on Sunday mornings to some songs? Is that the extent of worship in our life? Absolutely not. That's just one expression of our worship. It's a beautiful expression. It's something that God loves, something that I love. I hope that you love it. But it's just one aspect of our worship. Worship is more along the lines of that message I preached recently and the song that I wrote in response to that, all of me for all of him. It's the grand exchange. God wants you to understand that there needs to be a grand exchange in your life, all of you for all of him. Romans 12, 1 explains worship like this. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done to you. That means the body of you, that you're walking around in, the body of your life, the body of your work, the body of who you are. I, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done before, for you. The King James says it's your reasonable service, you understand. It only makes sense that he gave all of him, that we would give all of us. He says, let them be a living and a holy sacrifice. Isn't it beautiful how he was willing to die for us, but he just asked us to live for him. We always get the better of the exchange, you understand. Let it be a living and a holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't limit the way what you think about worship. This is called a worship service. This is the filling station. We come and we just worship till we lay it all out before the Lord, you know. We leave here filled back up with the Lord. As we our praises go up, His power comes down for us to live throughout the week. This is the filling station. But guess what? Tomorrow your worship is new again. And you worship Him on Mondays. With every response you have to every situation that you face. Isn't that beautiful? So in light of living that kind of life, I was thinking about how. what are the things that we can do in 2022 and really begin to worship him stronger than we have ever before and make that exchange. And I, I begin to think about that video that Nicholas hawks to y'all every... <laughs> Every Sunday after I get through preaching about go to our website and see what do I do now video. 
You know, it's for new believers. They, get, they, they give their heart to Jesus and they say, oh, well, where do I go from here? What do I do now? And I made a video, and if you've never watched it, go, go watch it. It's like 15 minutes long. But anyway, I, I detail seven things in that video, things that you do now. But as I begin to think about it, that video is not just for the new believer, but it's for us. As old believers, <laughs> pardon the term, uh, I would say mature believers, those of us who have walked the road for a period of time and sometimes get distracted, sometimes get away from the basics. And boy, has these last few years ever disrupted our normal and got us off our basics. So I'm going to tell you the seven, and actually there's really only six because one is being water baptized, and you really only need to do that one time. But these other six are things that we, we must make foundational in our everyday walk with Jesus if we're going to get the best out of 2022. And these are things you heard when you were in Sunday school back when you were a little kid. Pray. The Bible says pray without ceasing. Keep that line of communication open. Always be listening for his voice. Yeah, do your share of the conversation, but listen to God. Read your Bible. I am never, it never ceases to amaze me the amount of Christians who don't have a regular Bible reading schedule. It is God's love letter to you. It is alive. It is for you today. Tomorrow, you're going to need what you would have read if you had a regular Bible reading schedule. And you're going to go through the day without having known what God wanted you to do that day. It is a living word. It is alive. It is for you today. Please don't forsake the reading. Don't make this a religious thing. If you just have to open it and read the the glossary, please. Please, look at the maps. Give God something to work with today. Then, of course, go to church. We would like to think these are basic, right? But as we look around, we see, well, maybe not so basic. Y'all don't make me get real up here today. Let me calm down because I I swore to myself I wasn't going to come from my own feelings right now. Go to church. Go to church. Faithfully, please. Serve in the church. Serve. It's like 80% of the people are thinking somebody else is already doing that. They don't need me. Are you kidding? The people, the 20% that are doing all the work are about to pull their hair out and quit. 
If you are not serving in the church, please go through the next step programs and serve God in this way. And help pull this load. I'm telling you, it's getting heavy. We're living in a times where things are getting heavy and people are getting knocked out of the church because they're not doing these basic things. The devil is at work harder now than I've ever experienced in my 56 years on this planet. And I am seeing more people knocked out of their race than ever. And it's heavy on me and Angie. I'm just going to be honest with you for a minute. We need your prayers because we're getting discouraged. It's like any old excuse not to go to church. Any old excuse to get out of your race. It's become... It's the new end. You know, people, people have no... The new generation is not growing up with this, this feeling that they ought to go to church like we did. They have none of that. We don't teach it to them. If we don't show it, we don't demonstrate it, we don't go and get them, this church will not survive. No church will survive. The church is holding on by a thread right now, and people are playing religious games. And you know what makes me sad? Is that I have to preach this message to you, the faithful ones that are here today. Every time I preach a message like this, only the faithful ones are there. And you're probably tired of hearing it. But I will not, and I refuse to, to let people just fall away without at least throwing a lifeline. Help me in this. If you know somebody getting away from the church... Encourage one another so much more as we see that day approaching. And it's approaching. Sorry. Pray, read your Bible, go to church, serve, proclaim. That's what led right into that. Proclaim this good news. And then be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit, the power of God, the love of God. Every day, I know you get baptized with the Holy Ghost and with power in 1978. But I'm going to tell you, you need him today and you need him tomorrow. And we begin to shut doors in the meantime. If we don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, we've been to close him off. And we begin to get dry, and we begin to be the most carnal Christians you've ever seen in your life, and it's easy for us to not be faithful anymore. Do you understand there's a pull on each one of us steadily towards unfaithfulness? And if you don't counteract that by an act of faith, you're going to find yourself knocked out of the race. So you need to be led by the Holy Ghost and you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. So pray, read your Bible, go to church, serve, proclaim, and be filled with the baptism of the Holy, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And do these faithfully. Faithfully is your key to stay in the race 
and to see 2022 be the year that you want it to be faithfully. You say, Pastor, you're talking about this all the time. It's like, because when I ask God, what do they need to hear? This is what I keep getting. Do you think God is happy about the people who have fell away from the church? Do you think he wants you to fall away from the church? You must be faithful. You must be found faithful. I wrote this. Success is not always having a new plan. I think what God would say, you don't need a new plan. But you need faithfulness in the plan that I've already given you. You need faithfulness. You need to get back to doing the things you know to do. In Revelations 2, 4, he says, he says to the church, he said, Nevertheless, I have this against you that you left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. Repent and do the first works. Isn't that what I'm talking about? That, that, that video is what people should do at first? Well, he's saying if you, if you find yourself, stop doing that. Repent, turn around, and go back and do the first things again. These are things that have already lined you up to be successful, to be fruitful. This is the way. Walk in it. You don't need a new revelation. We need to be faithful in the things that we know God has already told us to do. Does that make sense? And once again, here I am shouting at the faithful ones. He said, repent and do the first works or else I come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place. Unless you repent. He said, I'm going to take your light that I was giving you to live by and I'm going to remove it. And you're going to be floundering around in the dark. Like the, the unbelievers. Go back. Let's go back and do the first works. If you want to have a New Year's resolution, start reading your Bible every day and praying. And saying, I'm going to be more faithful to the church. I'm going to serve. I'm going to tell the message of Jesus Christ. That's where your life is hidden with God. In Christ Jesus that Joe preached about last week. So number one, wise men are sensitive to God and they follow the light that he gives. Number two, rulers and false priests, like Herod and his false priests, are deeply disturbed by our worship. The government, leaders of this world, demons, they are not excited when we do our first works. They're not excited about our worship of the Lord. They see Jesus as a threat to their power. They can't control us. The world wants power, and to control the people, they need to control their ideology, and they can't control us because we're from a different kingdom. Jesus said in Matthew, uh, sorry, John 15, 18, if the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. The world's going to hate you, and you're going to have to be all right with that. They're plotting, they're planning to destroy everything that we do. But wise men won't be deceived out of their worship. Wise men won't fall prey to their deception. No fears, no lies, no mandates. 
We will follow wisdom. We will follow God. We will obey the government in so much as possible. But as a church and as a people, we are held to a higher standard. And the law of the Lord in our lives comes first. I wrote this. In 2022, we are going to have to choose this year whom we're going to serve. I hate to throw a bunch of stuff on you at the beginning of the year. I know it's already been heavy. This is the sad reality. We're in a war right now. Wake up. It's a war for the soul of, of this nation, for our soul of our church, for the soul of the church. We have prayed for years and years that, that we would be shaken. Lord, shake us and awaken us. And now it's happening, and, and a lot of people are falling off the vines. Don't be one of them. That's what I'm pleading with you. Choose this year whom you're going to serve. Wise men get to the house of God, they bow down, and they worship. End of story. And as much as within us, we will keep these doors open. Now, we've shut them down when we had COVID spikes, and we'll use wisdom, and, and, but we're not going to be told that we cannot worship. If we have to do it secretly, whatever we will do, we will continue to worship. You ought to get that in your mind. You ought to go ahead and make up your mind about what you're going to do. Choose this day whom you're going to serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So number three, wise men still open their treasure chest and give him gifts. I want to talk about the three gifts just briefly. That they gave him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold is a gift for royalty. Gold is a gift of your very best. You're not just going to give your gold to somebody who isn't important, are you? It is your very best gift. So what is our gift in 2022 to Jesus? Go for the gold. Give God your very best. Put Jesus first in your life, like I've already argued. The second thing they gave him was frankincense. And that came from a tree, and it was ground down and made into uh, an incense. It was used in the temple. It's very expensive. A very sweet-smelling aroma used in the worship of God. It acknowledges Jesus' office as our high priest. You know, the gold recognized that he's the king of kings. But the frankincense recognized that he is worthy as the high priest of our lives. It recognized his divinity, his holiness, his righteousness, and his worthiness to be worshipped. So what is our gift to God in 2022, to Jesus? It's to be faithful to our high priest. To be able to lift up holy hands unstained by sin. You say, Pastor, my hands ain't holy. I'm just an old sinner. No, you were a sinner, but you were saved by grace. The blood of Jesus has cleansed you of all unrighteousness. Don't dirty yourselves again in the stain of sin. 
And if you do, be quick to repent and confess your sins because he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness so that you can lift those holy hands back up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift up your holy hands right now. These are the hands that's going to change this nation. Hands that he has made holy. So what we're going to do, we're going to honor our priest and lift up holy hands and offer a true spiritual worship that like that frankincense is pleasing in God's nostrils. And then the myrrh. The myrrh is another, comes from another tree. And this can be used for incense too, but it's a lot cheaper. It doesn't cost as much as frankincense. It's also used for embalming the dead. More common purposes, so to speak. You remember right before Jesus went on the cross, they offered him some wine mixed with myrrh. It was an intoxicant of some like. It, it, it represented a cup of bitterness, a cup of suffering, and a cup of affliction. Why would you give somebody a gift of myrrh then? Because this represented Christ's humanity. Yes, he is the king. Yes, he is our high priest. But he became one of us so that he could drink our cup of suffering. Does that make sense? It's also an ingredient used in anointing oils as we anoint people for ministry and so forth. So what is our gift to God in 2022? We can die to ourselves like Jesus died for us. And we can live for him like he died for us. Willing to sacrifice. Like I said, we're God's hands and feet on this earth. You know what? Frankincense and myrrh both have healing properties. And our hands and our feet will bring healing to this nation. If we'll remain faithful. We are the healing hands and feet of Jesus on this earth. How do we give a gift to God? We become who we are called to be. These gifts represented Jesus as king, priest, and sacrificial lamb. They represented his royalty, his divinity, and his humanity. And our gift to him is to accept our responsibilities as kings and priests in our own homes and as servants to all good place to start for 2022 isn't it you know thankfulness plays a, a major role in any time you give a gift or you receive a gift and that's a word that that the lord gave me about this sermon i didn't really know where to fit it in but it's a key also to 2022 and i, I don't have time to get into it but you need to be thankful for the opportunity when, when we prayed before we ministered here this morning, the praise team, we, we thanked God for the opportunity to stand upon his platform and to sing his praise. And a thankful heart will always do the right thing. So number four, wise men leave the house of God different. Hopefully you don't come here on Sundays and you just... Clock in and clock out, nothing has changed. Wise men go and they worship 
And that worship makes them leave different than they came. They don't go back to Herod. They recognize the deception and the lies of this world. And they walk on a higher plane. They go a different direction. They may take the road less traveled. Wise men. Let worship change their hearts. How many of you have a, a, a Bible app on your phone where you read your daily devotionals and, and things like that? Most of you, that's good. If you don't have one, maybe you're online, you don't have one, I would suggest the version Bible app. That's the one I use. It's very good. They have a daily devotional that I read every day. They've got plans where you can re- pick your own devotional as well. I read one of those every day, sometimes two of them. Then you can, you can bookmark where you are in the Bible. And I bookmark four places in the Bible every day because I read four chapters from the Word of God every day. I try to. If you ask me how, how, what is my Bible reading program, I read something from the Old Testament beginning with Genesis up to Psalms. And I continue a loop reading there. And I'll change the, the version of the Bible every so often after I read it. And then I, somewhere else I'm reading in books of Psalms through the prophets. And then I'll always be reading somewhere in the four Gospels. I'll do a loop through Matthew, Luke, and John and keep going through. I'm always hearing about Jesus. And then from the rest, uh, Acts to Revelations and, and what, you know, what the churches did, and the words to the churches. I'm always reading it. So I read four chapters a day. I'm not by any means asking you to read four chapters a day. You know, like I said, you can just read one verse a day. But be faithful with what you decide to do. How about this? Let's do that this year, okay? Be faithful with what you decide to read. And I'm telling you about this Bible app because if I wasn't faithful to read it every day, I would have missed two beautiful scriptures that I'm about to share with you that just tied in to today's sermon. If, if I was just like hit or miss, there's a good chance. These were scriptures that if you're reading that devotional every day, the one that they put on the front screen, you have already seen these this week. And I, and, I, and I want to share two scriptures that I got. I already had my message pretty much put together, but these were just like, what do you call it, icing on the cake. 1 Corinthians 10, 31 says, Whether you eat or drink and whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Isn't that a good scripture for 2022? That's what I'm, that just boils down everything, all those words I've said boil down to that. Just do it for the glory of God. And then the second scripture I thought was awesome was Proverbs 21, 21. It says, whoever pursues righteousness, that righteousness just means God's way of doing things, okay? If you're seeking to do God's will, whoever pursues righteousness and unfailing love Now, that doesn't just mean that you love everybody. To me, that means that I'm pursuing the one who is love, the one who does have unfailing love. I'm pursuing Jesus. I'm pursuing the right way to do things, and I'm pursuing unfailing love himself, Jesus. Then you will find life, righteousness, and honor. And if you can look back when it's time to go into 2023 and you can say, you know, this was a year full of life, God's right way of doing things, and God, I have honored him and he has honored me, I think we can call 2022 a success.
just basically doing the things that we know to do and being faithful at these things. You say, well, Pastor, I, you know, I don't consider myself a wise man. I mean, you know, I only got a third grade education, you know, or this or that. You know what? The shepherds had the same attitude as the wise men. When they saw the light, what did they do? They went and worshiped too. None of us have an excuse. We're all in this together. And it's, we all have this same opportunity together to let Jesus mold our lives into something beautiful. And when I, yes, yes, I have expressed a little frustration here today. But I only need to come on Sunday morning and see the faithfulness of you guys. And it just lightens my heart to give you guys a hug and to see all the things that you're doing, how you don't quit. And that's why we need to be an encouragement to all who walk through these doors. And those who are falling away, let's, let's go back and, and uh, talk to them. Encourage them in the Lord, okay? Don't be a rusty. <laughs> and don't get rusty. Amen? If I, if I look correctly, I'm, I'm pretty sure that everyone in this room has given their life to Jesus. But if you would, if, if you've already given your life to Jesus, would you begin to pray in your heart right now that God is reaching out through these airwaves? That God is speaking to someone on this passion live stream. And he's touching their hearts by the Holy Ghost. He's saying, I love you with an everlasting love so much that I was willing to give my life that you may live. And I want you to experience not just life, not just the mundane, but I want you to go to the mountaintop with me. I want you to experience the abundant life, the Zoe life, the, the life that I died to provide. Jesus would say to you right now, you, you need only to repent, to turn from the direction you're going and look to me the author and the finisher of your faith. You need to look to me and say, Jesus, I need you. Be the Lord of my life. I believe you are who you say you are, and I will follow you. Fill me with this Holy Spirit, your Holy Spirit. Empower me to be faithful. I want to see a change in my life. If you're willing to say these things to God and you mean it with your whole heart, would you pray with me like this? Say, God, I repent of my sins. Jesus, take the throne. Be the Lord of my life. Fill me with your spirit. Lead and guide me. Help me walk in the light as you are in the light. Hold my hand and lead me through this life, this life ahead, these challenges. Help me stay true to you. I pray in your name, Jesus.
listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church.